Welcome back, good and you are good listening to, to White Noise. It's, it's good to be here. It's good to be here. It's good to be here. Subliminal messages. Please text me back. Welcome to White Noise, the podcast where we record from a Hampton Inn in Flint, Michigan. This is the first time Chase and I have been together. We've. This is the first time we've ever met. This is this is actually this is a milestone though. So we are actually in Flint, Michigan right now, recording together. You're hearing us from the same microphone. We're in the same location. This isn't some crappy cell phone connection. We are in the serious, real life interaction world right now. Um, it's really it's the thesis of our podcast. We're not even talking over a smartphone right now. Better together. Honestly, yeah. In person interaction is the best. My phones are silenced and plugged into the wall on the far side of the room. Chase's is in his hand right now as we speak. <laughs> Mine is currently, it's not on silent, it's just on buzz in case I get Snapchats. <laughs> so if you hear any buzzing during the podcast, that's Chase's phone. But yes, this is White Noise episode, what is it, 14? 13, 14. It's something, it's something in the teens, but we've made it um, and we're excited. So I don't know what's, what's, what's happening right now that we should be talking about. Um, as usual, TikTok's out of control. TikTok is out of control. Uh, Joe and I were discussing what we should talk about on this episode, and he warned me to not rant too much about TikTok, but I do have some more rants because I did download the TikTok app this past week. Wait, you so you didn't have it before then? How are you watching them? YouTube compilations. <laughs> <laughs> That's terrible. I've been actually, I've been trying to find specific TikToks because I hear a song goes viral and I can't get them on YouTube yet. There's actually not a lot of uh, crossover there, as, not as much as I was expecting, which is frustrating for me. Well, just let me know what song you're thinking, like hum it to me in like a voice memo and I'll find it for you. <laughs> Ch- Shazam for TikTok, Jay Sabina. Exactly. I'm the live Shazam. No, TikTok is, I was reading an article the other day about how um, TikTok really has made a lot of music go viral um, and how it's really blown up a lot of artists who were just making like meme rap um, and a lot of their stuff is doing really, really well on Spotify right now. Actually, yeah, can we talk about that? I, the amount of anxiety I had when I saw how many meme rappers there were that were doing over 100,000 listens a month on Spotify. Like the playlist, there's a playlist called Intro to Meme Rap. And it's so many guys who have just are capitalizing on, I guess you would say like social media trends, but it, through rap, it's, you know, it's like um, Cody Ko is a really big one, uh, making fun of diff- the way people post online and stuff like that. Tiny Meat Gang's the name of his his guys. Uh, but there's uh, some other obscure ones. Like, I mean, you probably know more because you're actually listening to it. I couldn't even crack it open. I was terrified. I'm like, there's too many albums I'd have to learn to even like get into this. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot of really good ones. Um, shout out the song Oreo. Just listen to it. I'm not going to say anything. Uh, no, but it is, the music is, it's surprisingly well produced. It is mostly basement produced, I would assume. Except like Tiny, TMG, Tiny Meat Gang does tend to have a higher production value. Uh, because they already got that social clout. But I would say as a whole, a lot of it is basement and bedroom music production. And it's really, really well done. And I think that's going to probably be the new wave. Is this like, is this like a complex, like rap, like genius interview where we talk about the future of music? No, is it, yeah, future of music, definitely. Um, I actually, I, I put it in a group chat with a bunch of guys. Uh, I may have been in a music fraternity in college. Uh, and... Uh, <laughs> I don't play any instruments or anything, but they let me in and I popped into their group chat that uh, this meme rap's taking over and I suggested, could it replace mainstream hip hop since hip hop has approached, it's now the number one genre, which means, is that how I say the word? Genre. 
Okay. Uh, <laughs> I can't pronounce anything, but they um, that that's replacing everything as the number one uh, music style. And uh, this meme rap takes off so quickly. I'm wondering if it's going to start replacing that on the charts. And like, what would that mean? Like, would joke rap and social media rap become like the main thing that you hear on the radio? And like, how are we going to deal with that? Well, it's already charting as is a lot of it. Like the TMG stuff is charting currently um, on iTunes, Billboard. Um, it's just, I mean, when you, if you, if you have followers and you, you have an audience, they're automatically going to listen to it. It's like when Jake Paul says, you know, when he releases a crappy new song, go, go listen to this. He charts pretty high up there, maybe in, in a very specific genre and category, but he's still charting. Yeah. I guess I'm just worried then is social media going to, cause the way this seems to work, especially even for tiny meat gang, I love that we keep saying this, um, the way they work is they were already big YouTubers and they were big Vine stars. And then they made the music component, which originally was parody, but it still shows that you can have this mass following and immediately convert that into uh, music on and make money off iTunes and such as well, which is kind of crazy. So the, the, the barrier to entry for streaming music and making money off of it is so much lower when you have a huge social media following. And are people going to start abusing this? Like if, if PewDiePie, who has 80 million YouTube subscribers or whatever, if he were to just start making music only, he would get so many listens, I think. And he could easily make tons of money just off of music if he wanted to. Which begs the question, should I get into meme rap? Yes. Yes. To revive my career. Oh, we have we have to talk about this. You uh, you may have seen that article that you have to have thirty thousand followers to be a celebrity. Unfortunately. And how many followers do you have right now? About twenty seven. Uh, twenty six point six thousand, I think. Twenty six point six thousand, which means you are three thousand four hundred people short, if my math is correct. Which means you are not a celebrity. No, you're two thousand four hundred short. Okay, so you got a thousand shaved off there, but you're you're not anywhere close to being a celebrity yet. So what are you going to do about that? I gotta get my social cloud up there. <laughs> which, which, which I mean, I appreciate it because you know, in the spirit of the podcast, the fact that you're not an official celebrity is is good for the brand. Because if you were, you'd be a hypocrite. So hopefully, Chase's growth will continue to stagnate, and we can keep white noise going. Yeah, I guess I've got to take back my uh, statement in the last episode where I said that me coming on this podcast was a celeb shot. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a final flex with Jay Sabina right there. <laughs> and we, uh, but yeah, I, I think this is really interesting because if you were to make meme rap, it could easily surpass your Instagram clout. And then you have a problem on your hands. You'd be like the opposite of Lil Yachty where his brand deals outperform his music. Your music would outperform your brand deals. How would you feel about that? Shout out my brand deals. No, I would feel fine about it. I think I think that would be super fun, but uh, it would hurt the brand image, and I probably would lose a lot of my brand deals. Because Lil Yachty, he can get brand deals because he already had the music. But if you, it, it's a lot harder, I think, to go from being just a like regular creator, unless you're like a comedian, into music. Like Jake Paul going into music was not. It's just everyone knew it wasn't going to be good. It wasn't even meme rap. He took it way too seriously. So if I did that, people, what I would do meme rap, but people would think I was taking it too seriously, which I guess could be part of my bit. I think that'd be funny, like where I think I'm like really, really good at like rapping, but it's just like the worst possible or like the whitest possible flow. Yeah, I think that would be the only brand you could take given your uh, appearance and status in our society um, as a as a white suburbanite. 
but uh, it, it's just interesting because they um, it's so easy to monetize this off a of social following. So uh, I wonder. Um, yeah, that's going to be a tough career. I mean, who's going to come to your shows? Who like what? What what demographic do you expect to see at your shows? Because Jake Paul goes out there and it's like twelve well, to fourteen yeah, years old, it's like ten, twelve year olds. What would my demographic be? My demographic would just be like people my age who because that's like my following now like the people who are active and like dm me and like i sometimes talk to if i decide to respond are like people my age or people who are older who just like i'm trying to make my my social brand less serious like less about the brand deals and still do brand deals i mean i haven't posted in like two months but um just making like my captions and stuff more funny um unless uh just less about, oh, I shot this for this brand. Um, so I think people, I think it'd be people my age and older who just like appreciate that it's like just a joke. Um, but we'll see if I do meme rap. If if I did meme rap, comment below, would you guys, would you guys come to my shows? Yeah, that's what I forgot to say. I, I meant to say, yeah, if you guys could leave a review with your favorite meme rapper uh, on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you're listening to this, Apple Podcasts now, they got rid of iTunes. Just leave a review with your favorite meme rapper so we know what everyone's listening to. Because right now, all I know is Tiny Meat Gang, and that's it. Actually, yeah, I don't know any others. So, well, Young Gravy. Or, or yeah, Young Gravy's interesting because... I don't know how much of a meme rapper he actually is. That's fine. Oh, I don't know if it's... Is it picking you up? Yeah. Oh, oh okay. I'm, I'm crazy. Yeah, Young Gravy is interesting because he, I don't know if he's coming off of social media so much as like, uh, say, uh, if you guys have seen, uh, oh, what's his name? Um, the shrimp guy. The shrimp shrimp logo. Um, he puts the lemon and the lime in his eyes. Oh, uh, Supreme Patty. Supreme Supreme Patty. See, he's one, an example of the worst. I wish, if this was visual, we'd play clips, but actually they're probably too graphic for this. But this is a guy who does stunts where he's injuring himself or spraying stuff into his eyes, like lime juice. And then he... At first, I thought it was a meme account, and like he was supposed to just be a stunt guy, kind of like uh, those shows where guys are hurting themselves on camera. To, like and that's what people like jackass. Yeah, exactly. Are we let's say that. We'll bleep it. It'll be great. But it. Um, yeah, and that. So if he, I thought he was like one of those accounts where like they're hurting themselves on camera for for the fans, and that's it. But it turns out he was actually doing that to promote promote his music. So I didn't realize that. All the whole time he had had these rap songs he wanted to drop and they're they're terrible they're not that good um and so he's a guy too where his pranks and stunts that he does have eclipsed his music entirely it's so weird yeah i actually didn't even know that about his music i just thought the music was something he did on top no the music the main point of the account is to promote his music and it's the most generic like like he just did a song in spanish that was clearly a ripoff of despacito or something like that like he's clearly just uh trying to be a plant in the industry and it's not working out for him besides the stunts i feel that well joe because we're here together i can look into your eyes and we can talk about life in the real world what, what's going on in your world right now <laughs> so <laughs> we're in michigan actually because um I am here to cover a rodeo Yeehaw. in Gaines, Michigan. So I was doing some video shoots there. It's this crazy rodeo. It's too bad. It actually has been raining the whole weekend. So we weren't sure if we were going to get much footage, but we did get some bull riding at the end. So I got some videos for my Twitter and Instagram too, uh, which I'm not going to plug here because I don't do that. But uh, yeah, it's it's been crazy. It's just good to be I'll do it. Follow me on Instagram at <laughs> Sabina. 
so yeah, it's been, it's wild though. Um, cause Chase and I, we started this podcast, uh, as in I started this podcast, Chase wants to hop in and then here we are in Michigan, uh, months later. I mean, it's probably been, I think it's been like four months. Yeah. Chase is yelling four months across the room. Yeah. It's been like four months. So pretty crazy. Um, but yeah, we want to keep t- checking out these social media trends, seeing what's happening. Um, there was this interview and it's probably old. I was watching Kevin Hart uh, on some podcast and he was talking about how people now, and Chase, maybe you can speak about this. He used to have uh, like, and maybe it was, maybe he's just talking about his own experience as a fan of other people, but people used to come up and ask for autographs and pictures with you uh, back in the day before smartphones. But ever since smartphones came around, it's no more, I meant autographs and handshakes. It's no more autographs and handshakes. It's strictly pictures. People will come up to him with their arm already extended with their phone out and they're like, hey man. And it's no more like, there's no personal interaction anymore. It's just a bunch of phone zombies. Yeah, I've never reached the level of fame where I've been asked for an autograph, but I have been asked for pictures. Um, I think what's, I think the one trend that I've noticed over the past few years is with the rise of like social media, like Snapchat and stuff, um, is that a lot of people will literally just, they won't even come up to you for a picture. They'll literally just Snapchat you when you're in an area. It happened to me like two weeks ago. I was, um, I was walking past a bar on my way home from work and some girl like shouted at me and she's like, Hey, are you that photographer guy? And I was like, I didn't even respond. I just kept on walking, which was kind of, (laughs) I don't even know why I did that. That's just so awful. Um, shout out that girl. I'm sure she listens to this. Um, shout out that girl. (laughs) Shout out. Um, no, but I'm really sorry about that. Like, I'm thinking about that now. I remember just standing there, and she. I remember, like, she leaned out the window of the bar because they have, like, a big open window. And she was literally just like, hey, you're that photographer guy, right? And I just kept on walking. I didn't have music in or anything. So that was that was awful. I, I really feel bad. We were actually, we were going to make this the episode where Chase just flexes the whole time, but then we nix that, but then it looks like we're going to do that anyway. So this is Final Flex with Chase Sabina. <laughs> This is this is the reboot of the white noise white noise podcast. No. Um but and then I remember I walked down a little bit further and I remember just walking by and maybe I, there is a reason for this because I didn't say anything to her. But when I was walking away, I turned around and she was just like taking a Snapchat of me, like clearly a video. And I've seen that happen a lot. But um, I just think, yeah, I think people choose to go with taking pictures or videos with someone just because it last longer they can send it to people what are you going to do take a picture of your autograph from the rock shout out henry um and 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 take a picture of that and sms that stuff to like your close friends and family and be like yo look at this i got his autograph and guarantee they could be like you could have written that yourself if you got the photo they can't debunk you yeah, but I think part of the, uh, like you can't sell a photo with someone. There's no value to it. It's just a photo in your phone. So that's an, the interesting trend in this too is what's this going to do to us autographs online? Like it used to be, when, even when I was uh, a child back in the day, eons ago, there you would have you would get those autograph football or baseball cards and they'd be worth so much to people. They'd go nuts for them. And now there's not even a thought to like ask for an autograph. It's just straight up, can I get a Snapchat with you? Yeah, it definitely does get very invasive. Like when they come up with their phone, it's in your face and they're asking to take a picture the same moment that they're actually taking a picture or recording a video. Um, And I I have heard a lot of people who do have significant followers and have, um, have actual fans. And that's 
I, I think social media has been one of those things. There, there's a creator I know. I'm not going to name drop because I'm going to save some of my final flexes. Final flex with Chase Sabina. <laughs> I'm going to save some of my final flexes for later in the episode. But there's a creator that I know, and he's really big. He's got he's in the millions uh, on YouTube, and he was talking about how people will just show up at his house, um, and. Uh, you know, as actively as he pushes it, like, hey, don't come to my house. People just keep doing it because not even, he, I mean, he, he puts his house on YouTube, he shows it, but people will just show up at his house at all times of the day and then they'll post it in like these fan groups and stuff on like Reddit, on Instagram, like the fan pages. And be like, hey, look, I went to his house. I got a reaction out of someone in his like click um and then other people just want to go there it's gotten to the point of where social media has just become really invasive and i know him and a bunch of other people who are big across youtube and instagram they've had to go so far as to spend something like i think it's like 10 to 15 grand a month to just get private security for their roads so people won't come up them because people will just show up at all hours of the day and knock and think like hey look i know this guy off of his youtube videos i'm sure he wants to hang and have someone in his videos um so yeah people have just become very invasive that goes from showing up at someone's house to showing up and just camera in their face when they're out there in public um i remember hearing a story this was a few years ago and i don't remember it was but the creator was i think they rather <laughs> this is like two drastically different things i forgot what it was but they were either like shopping for something for a funeral or shopping for something for a wedding and uh someone was like it was like they were just like super emotional and someone like got in their face and was like trying to take photos with them and do like a snapchat bit with them um which is just crazy like people just have no boundaries because it's on uh, social media has kind of desensitized us like our favorite creators we know them because they're behind the screen they're constantly posting different things and letting us into their lives um but to the point of where I think people have just become kind of skewed in how they view that. Um, and they think, Oh, well they definitely want to talk to me just like they, I see them talk to people in their Instagram videos or, um, I also wonder what, what percentage of it is people who are literally just doing it so that they can get in that person's content, maybe get a shout out or something like that. Or at least they're just, you know, bragging to their friends like, Hey, look who I was with. But yeah, it's, it's like very much devalued human interaction in a way. Like the fact that you'd rather take a Snapchat with someone than shake their hand and say hi and like maybe get to know a little personal side of them, especially if you're running in these celebrities. Uh, another comment Kevin Hart made was that they they expect you to be funny all the time. So whatever you are in your personal brand online, they expect you to be that at all times. And that's got to be terrible for a comedian when you can't make jokes every five seconds, like you might be in the bathroom or something. Luckily, I've set the bar low on my end. People don't expect anything from me. Um, I remember there was one time I was at the airport and some girl and her little brother came up to me and she was just talking to me and she, she was like, she's probably like 14 or 15 and which is weird. I don't, please don't talk to me. If you guys are that young, I'm not looking for a lawsuit. Um, <laughs> I don't want to get me too. Uh, <laughs> um, no, but she came up and she was just like, you're just as boring in person as you are on your content. And I was like, Great. Thank you. I really appreciate that, which is true. So at least I set the bar low and they know that they're not getting anything big. That is a good point. Yeah, you've done a great job with that. <laughs> Disappointing. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's it's so weird. Um, 
how it's changed the way the public interacts. Like I went to a, a Yankees game and I'm weird. I people watch and stuff. So I went to a Yankees game this past weekend. That's my final flex. And I, uh, I was amazed at how ballparks have come up and, you know, everyone goes, you get like tens of thousands of people in this stadium. Everyone pretty much knows the rules. They know what they're supposed to do. They sit in the seats. They're watching the game. They understand the rules of the game. But now when people go to these games, there's a, uh, everyone's got smartphones and Yankees have this interesting fan section that I just learned about through Wikipedia because I'm like that. And I looked up the Bleacher Creatures, which is this crazy fan section in the Bleachers of Yankee Stadium. And they're known for their chants and being wild and they show up to every game. It's like 50 people who have season tickets to the Bleachers. And now when you look, if you Google Bleacher Creatures, you won't see a picture of people in the stands. You'll see a picture of maybe one guy in the stands and then 40 people around him with smartphones filming him. So people are going to the Yankees game to film a fan do his thing. Like, that's so weird. You're, you're a fan of a fan, basically. And you're not even watching the game. You're just filming him cheering for the Yankees. And again, it's, it, it goes back to this. Everyone wants to be able to say, oh, look, what, look what I have on my snap story. And I just, I, I can't stand that. Shout out, Bleacher Creatures. Um, one of the things, speaking of fans... Um, one of the weird things I've been researching slash just stumbled upon the past few days as I've been getting more and more addicted to TikTok, um, is like these social media accounts that are like fan accounts for these like TikTokers who are like 15, 16. Um, actually speaking of TikTok, just it's crazy how many articles have come out this week about TikTok and about how they took over VidCon. Like VidCon was literally just all tiktokers like making like really crappy like lip sync videos to like justin bieber songs my favorite my favorite old tiktok <laughs> is the one <laughs> i'm just thinking about it it's <laughs> it's the one where the like justin bieber looking dude is like standing <laughs> he's in the hospital <laughs> And he's like standing over his like grandmother's like hospital bed and he's like lip syncing like the Justin Bieber, like I won't give up, nah nah nah. Like that bullshit. <laughs> oh wait, can okay, we're gonna leave that. Um <laughs> and he's like lip syncing and like doing like the video is like clearly like, someone's recording him doing it, like probably like his parent his dad or something. <laughs> and he's like doing like the heart like <laughs> and he's just like looking back at her as she's like on life support. <laughs> this is this is the podcast where Chase exhales in the microphone the whole time. Are you pulling? Are you pulling it up on YouTube right now? <laughs> See, that's the problem, though. Is there? Like they went to VidCon to create content. They didn't go to VidCon to meet people or even network really. Um, well, I guess I've heard stories of uh, a friend tweeted out um, that uh, she met a TikToker who was very young and uh, this this little TikTok girl, all she wanted to do was plug her social accounts with her. She didn't really want to get to know her or have a conversation. It was like, here's my accounts, follow me. It's just so weird that they're they're so business focused early on, and of course, I mean, I assume their parents were carting them over to this. So it's like you said on the, the previous episode that they're um, it's almost like they're just being turned into cash cows. It's like it's like a new version of uh, the child stars. Like these are all Macaulay Culkins. <laughs>
describe for the audience what you just watched? <laughs> it's the, the 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 title of the video is "Kid Makes Musically in Front of His Dying Grandfather," and you can see in the background of the video is the grandfather is being tended to by a nurse or a family member, and this kid is filming himself in selfie mode, dancing in front of the camera, and you can just see the grandfather over his shoulder. Like it's not even about the grandfather; it's about him. I'm so confused. I wonder if the grandfather got to see it before he died. Shout out to my grandfather. <laughs> and we like to give a shout. Like this is a new thing. Like we we should we should give a shout out and a prayer to every every grandparent right now who has their kids filming musically. <laughs> <laughs> you just go <laughs> like five years from now. Let me set the scene. You're going to visit your your dying like parent, and then you walk into like the nursing slash retirement home. You're looking in like the common area. It's just a bunch of musically kids making musicallys next to their dying grandparents. Yeah, this is the TikTok generation. It's just gonna be kids filming seven second videos of music in front of their their dying relatives. You know, it's just um, you know, America's headed to a great place. You know, I'm really excited for this. I'm begging for a nuclear war. <laughs> um, speaking of speaking of celebrities, um, have you ever met any celebrities? I have come really close, and um, I guess uh, Paul Giamatti. I lived in Worcester Square in New Haven for a year. Shout out Worcester Square! Shout out to Worcester Square! And Paul Giamatti, I think it was Paul. He would come to Pepe's Pizza occasionally. Um, and so I never bumped into him, though. The other one was Dave Portnoy of Barstool came down my street to review all the pizza places down there, Sally's and Pepe's. I'm a Sally's fan personally. But no, that's the closest I think I've been. Um, I mean, in Cincinnati, there's sports players I probably bumped into and didn't know. But no, I, I have no celebrity interactions whatsoever uh, outside of seeing them at College Street Music Hall, which is the tiniest venue you could squeeze someone into, I think, who's an A-lister. And just because Yale is nearby and it's on the way to like New York or Boston, you can always get these cool acts in there. So that that was cool. I got to see uh, Anthony Jeselnik uh, perform. Shout out. Um, yeah, I've met a few celebrities in my day. Final Flex. <laughs> Final <laughs> Flex. <laughs> um, welcome back to the White Noise Podcast, the podcast where I laugh a lot. I'm laughing a lot at this one. This is a fun podcast. Um, I think you're just enjoying yourself too much. Yeah, that's probably true. Uh, I've met a few celebrities. Um, let me just start rattling them off. Um, one time I met Mark Wahlberg in a dollar pizza place at like 1 a.m. in New York City. Uh, that was weird. Um, it was just like us in there. I was just eating and then he came and bought some pizza. And then... Um, I was just on my phone or something, and I look up. I was like, shit, that's Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> What's up, Mark Wahlberg? I talked to him for a few minutes, um, and then he just, like, dipped. So shut up, Mark. So you didn't ask him for a, a, a selfie or anything? Did you get an autograph, at least? I didn't. I didn't care enough to do that. You know, as a Z-list celebrity myself, you know, I respect other people's privacy. Um, actually, speaking of privacy, someone leaked my phone number the other day. So whoever you are, I'm going to find you. Someone leaked my phone number on some like form or like just big Instagrammers account. And I got, I mean, hundreds, hundreds of phone calls the past few days. 
like from numbers. Well, actually, I've made a lot of phone calls, but everything in red for the most part, even some of them that aren't in red, is literally just it's as far back as it goes. But am I listed in your phone as Joe Pap? You are. Inconceivable. So wait, you had your phone your phone number leaked. So technically, you're not Z-list anymore. If you can have your phone number leaked and that many people call you, I think you're. We're gonna give Chase a grade of E list celebrity yes that is the final flex welcome back to the white noise podcast the podcast where i've just been promoted to e-list celebrity follow me on instagram at chase h sabina um now yeah i've met a few different famous people um but no one really like crazy like i don't know mark Wahlberg is he a-list yeah, Mark's A-list, but you shouldn't just, like, we, we don't want to just hear you rattle off, like, celebrities you've met, because that would just be flexing, and people don't want to listen to that. But when you, when you meet celebrities, because in my experience, like, even if I can meet my, my favorite celebrity in the world, I don't even know who that is right now, because I don't follow him that much. It's not Chase Sabina. Chase is pointing at himself. But, like, I'm not going to go out of my way to say hi. I'm just not that kind of person. I'm not very confrontational. And I, I don't want to bother people. So I don't understand this mentality where people are like charging into your personal space to get a photo with you. So when you meet people, are you, uh, is it kind of like, oh, I should say hi? Or are you, you just waiting for them to notice you? Or are you charging at them with your phone out? Well, I've only, I've really, except aside from my boy, Mark, I've really only met celebrities in like the context of like events that we're both at. So it's just like, you don't want to go up to them because you're both there for a purpose. You're both there working. So you may bump into them and be like, oh, hey, and they don't know who you are, but you know who they are, and they'll pretend to know who you are, which is great. It's, you feel wonderful. I would say like a lot of like A-list, B-list celebrities are great at pretending that they know who you are. It's such a good ego boost. It's like a trip. It's like, dang, Mark Wahlberg really does know me. <laughs> he knows me. He knows his audience. But no, a lot of them, a lot of them, I, I don't think I've ever taken a photo with a celebrity. Um, my mom wanted to once. We were um, other Wahlberg. Uh, what's his name? Donnie Wahlberg. Donnie Wahlberg. Shout out Wahlberg family for sponsoring this podcast. <laughs> Shout out Wahlbergers. Um, now we were at uh, we we're at some play, uh, Broadway play in New York City. And uh, Donnie Wahlberg was there with his girlfriend and his kid. And my mom was like flipping out. And she's like, oh, actually, actually, I think she took a photo of him. And I was like, mom, mom, you got to respect us celebrities. But Joe's was just staring at me now. He wants to be done with this. I think this is the last episode of the podcast. I don't think Joe's going to have me back next week. Sorry, no, I zoned out while you're talking about Donnie Wahlberg. Shout out Donnie. Um, before before we get to talking about Silver Singles, who is our number one dream sponsor. Shout out Silver Singles. Bringing couples together across the country. Uh, we, we, should, we should let you know uh, who this podcast is brought to you by. First off, if you're looking at starting a podcast uh, and you're, uh, wow, that was a big voice crack. If you're looking at starting a podcast, uh, we really recommend using Anchor.fm. That's who we're doing it through. Anchor has been great. They uh, help us get ads, so we're able to make money off our podcast potentially. Um, Great distribution service. If you're listening to us through Spotify or Apple Podcasts or Overcast or Stitcher, anything like that, it's coming from Anchor. It's not just us uploading directly to those platforms. So again, Anchor is great. It has us on like nine different streaming platforms. Growing up, I always thought that Stitcher was like, for some reason, when I just hear the word Stitcher, I think biker gang. 
<laughs> I'm cutting that. <laughs> Don't. And uh, it's it's but it's been really great to have uh, a service that's this easy to use, and it's also free, so you don't have to spend any money on Stitcher. I'm sorry, you don't have to spend any money on Anchor uh, to get your podcast out there. So uh, it's been really great and easy to use. So again, if you're looking into using Anchor, just go to Anchor.fm/whitenoise. That's Anchor.fm/whitenoise to get your podcast started today. Also, big shout out to our sponsors at Lull L U L L dot com. Josh just staring at me. Now, Lull is a amazing company. Uh, a few months back, Lull sent me a new mattress when I moved to Grand Rapids, moved to a new city, and they sent me the most comfortable mattress. You've heard me talk about them before. You know I love them. You know I sleep real well. You guys don't even have to worry about it. Mom, if you listen to this podcast, you would know I'm getting enough sleep. Lull is the most comfortable bed you'll ever sleep on backed by a 90 day free trial. All you have to do is use code white noise at checkout to get 15% off your order. If you're not satisfied with your order after 90 days, send it back. You're going to get all your money back shipping and handling included. So just go to lull.com and use code white noise at checkout for 15% off your order and a 90 night trial. Don't like it. Get your money back. Find another bed. But I guarantee you're going to love the mattress as much as I love it. Joe, have I convinced you to get a little mattress yet? I think you have. Um, but I still need to go and get one. So I didn't get one. Uh, you know what? I'm just going to cut cut myself out there. Yes, King. You've convinced me to get that little mattress. Now, back to our episode. <laughs> I think we should just leave all this in. People like the real raw uncut. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how much raw uncut they can handle. So we should really, we should like, we're here in Michigan together, pure Michigan. And I think we need to, we need to figure out like what's next on this podcast. Have you gotten, um, I've gotten some people like giving me suggestions and pointers on it. Have you gotten any suggestions from people that listen that you think would be worth trying out? <laughs> No, people don't really talk to me, and if they do, I don't really respond to their messages. But um, no, I think that we are going to start doing more solo episodes together because people seem to like our dynamic, strangely enough. After listening to this episode, they might not. Um, But no, I think we're going to start to do some more solo episodes together, have a few less guests on, even though we love our guests, shout out our guests. Uh, We've got to talk to some amazing people. And if you guys have stuff you want to share, even if we can't get you on the podcast, write us, let us know things you want us to talk about. But if you want to be on the podcast, if you think you've got an expert in your field or you know something that you want to share, let us know. But we're going to start doing more solo episodes. I like those. I think those are fun. We get to chat, catch up about life, do ad reads live, talk about silver singles, talk about TikTok. Uh, but what about you? What's uh, what's the feedback you're getting from the audience? Again, it's just great to be recording from a Hampton Inn. I've been getting, yeah, I got I got a similar vibe that people, um, they do enjoy listening to us go back and forth, which is flattering because Chase isn't an official internet celebrity yet, so really neither of us have anything relevant or important to say because we're under 30 and don't have those 30,000 followers. But if, you know, if we get chased to that extra 2,400, then maybe he'll be a legitimate celebrity. 
I just want to make a note, final flex, big one right here. I once had someone from Forbes 30 under 30 reach out. They dropped me because my net worth wasn't high enough, but I could have been a Forbes 30 under 30, so don't come at me like that. <laughs> this is final flex with Chase Sabina. No, it's, it's crazy though, because um, I think if we, like there's so much crazy stuff happening right now. Social media is evolving so quickly. Like we had, I mean, we've had Vine rise and fall and then get replaced by Musical.ly and then get replaced by TikTok. Memes on Twitter die out. It used to be a month. I mean, memes might be dying out in a week now on Twitter. Like stuff is moving so quickly. And it, you know, it's just good to have people speaking truth to power like me and Chase, even though Chase is a hypocrite because he has so many followers and I'm a hypocrite because I'm so addicted to social media still. This podcast got kind of messed up. I was supposed to come on here and defend social media. Now I think I just come on here and like talk about it and how much like certain aspects that I don't like. I think Joe's opened up my eyes a little bit, but I'm too much of a sellout to delete. Yeah, and I think I'm the opposite right now in that I'm I'm the one who's on it more than Chase is. Like Chase, I will send Chase tweets all the time. Uh, that I think are funny and stuff. And it's it's so hard to get a reaction from him. And then occasionally that little window opens up where Chase is on social and suddenly I'm getting pinged all of a sudden. And uh, it's 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 very interesting that, you know, I'm Mr. Anti-Social Media and I've still got the needle in my arm. So we're going to try to take it out though. We're going to try to get off this social media train, but we'll see. Crack is one hell of a drug. <laughs> no, Joe, Joe will send me tweets. It's not a matter of I'm not on social media. I see your tweets. It's not about that. I just don't respond. <laughs> well, this has been an eye-opening experience. Shout out to Hampton Inn for hosting this. <laughs> Shout out Hampton Inn. No, I will say, I think this podcast has been probably really good for Joe and I to like get some differing opinions and views on social media and the internet. We've probably learned more from this podcast from each other than you guys have learned from us. Actually, yeah, no. The one, actually, um, the one thing I did get feedback, and this was early on, um, after you came on, we don't argue enough. Like you, actually, we end up agreeing with each other almost every episode. He's giggling right now. Yeah, which is which is terrible for for ratings and the podcast in general. So we are going to try in the future. We're going to try to argue more. I'm going to try to take a hard line stance, um, and hopefully Chase just keeps flexing because as long as Chase is flexing. I think that's going to keep things interesting because I'm a plebe and clearly, you know, I'm not rubbing elbows with all these celebrities that he talks about. Shout out Mark Wahlberg. No, I think, um, yeah, I, yeah, you think you need to be, I think, I think I convince you into things more. I think I'll be, you'll talk about social media being bad and I'll be like, but they'll be like, yeah, that's true. Which means maybe you're not qualified for this podcast. <laughs> Yeah, I, I am a pushover. So yeah, I mean, l let me lay it out. Like TikTok, TikTok's bad. And the fact that you downloaded it is like, antith I don't even know what the word is. Antithetical. It's the antithesis of this podcast for you to have TikTok on. He's pulling it up right now. <laughs> what is this? I don't know, but I love it. Oh, wow. This girl has an ankle monitor. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it's just vine i mean we're, we're gonna have to call this episode this is like the the tiktok is ruining society episode tiktok is just like vine on drugs tiktok is tiktok is like another level of content it's 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 
<laughs> I don't even know how to describe it. TikTok is the white trash of Vine who couldn't make it on Vine. And then their younger siblings. <laughs> TikTok, the white trash of Vine. <laughs> TikTok is white trash. It is. <laughs> I feel like we can't, I feel like adding a racial component to TikTok is, is, is unfair to like anyone who's not white and uses TikTok though. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, we, we want to be more inclusive of how awful TikTok is. So TikTok is awful for all races involved. This is, <laughs> all this is races, a, all genders. If you're on TikTok, you are trash. Yeah, this is universal. If you're on TikTok, you're trash. Unless you're on TikTok to stalk TikTok as, as Chase is, I hope. Yeah, I mean, if you're not posting content, you're not really a part of the problem, are you? <laughs> Actually, that's really interesting. Have you, um, how many people do you know that have, like, for instance, an Instagram or a Twitter and they've never posted on it? They just follow people. I don't know that many. Well, I would say I don't know many people who haven't posted at all, but I know people who will post early on and then stop posting, literally me. Um, but I know I know a lot of people who do that. And they, yeah, it is weird. I know I have a few friends, actually Joey, who was on the last, last two episodes ago. Uh, he has Instagram. He hasn't posted in probably maybe two years, uh, but he checks it pretty much every day. Which is weird because it's like, why are you not posting if you're going to be on the app? Why don't you want to share? Well, I guess he maybe has more self-control than the rest of us. Yeah, I think self-control, honestly, if you're not posting on it, I don't know why you'd want to get on. Because um, it feels like there's an incentive to contribute to the culture of social media on these different platforms because you get the likes and such. But you're also getting a little bit of like, uh, I guess a, a hit of that chemical when you're when you're liking other people's things, and so I, I don't know. I would wonder if people are more addicted when they're just constantly checking it all the time, regardless of whether they're posting or not. But I, I find it concerning that people are on the platforms and not posting at all, but they're still they still have the app. It's almost like someone who, um, oh, I don't know. Uh, oh, you know what it's like? It's like someone who shows up to parties and never brings anything but takes from everyone else's chips. Yeah, I think... Yeah, I think what annoys me is um, you can always, like, I look at... I see it more prominently. I think I see it on smaller accounts that I notice it more. Is people will have, like, a 1,000 followers. And it's just, like, everyday users. And they'll get, like, 50, 60 likes on their posts. So that's just a lot of people just staring at their content. I mean, you're never going to have a perfect 100% engagement rate, but you expect when it's smaller that you would have a more active audience. And a lot of those people that you're friends with are on it every day just like you. So why aren't people engaging? Part of it's the algorithm, yeah. But also, I know people who see content and just don't like it. I mean, I do that on my Finsta. I just don't like people's content. And I don't know what my mindset is behind it. I guess I just don't think to like it. Do you do you have to do you actively think before you like or do you just mindlessly scroll and like as you go? Um, you know, honestly, I'm pretty mindless. I, I pretty much like everything I see in the feed, which is really lame. But I'm still stuck on people who aren't posting at all. I guess it, maybe it's separate. Maybe it's not related. But it, it is still strange to me that there are people who have social media accounts that are active on them and they don't post. Like being active on a platform that you don't contribute to just seems really counterintuitive to me. It's like, um, 
Like the only platform like where that's really appropriate, I would think, is YouTube, where you don't have a YouTube account, but you watch YouTube videos. Yeah. Let me ask you a question. Speaking of YouTube, I was thinking about this the other day. Have you ever commented on a YouTube video? See, this is really interesting. I have not, but my brother does. And he, he's one of those people that he'll comment and he'll check how many likes he's getting on the comment. And that's that scares me to that you, there's just another outlet where you can get like hooked onto that 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 hit that social media social media gets you when people are liking your stuff. So like I mean, if I if I ever like if my addiction ever exceeds what I have right now, like YouTube comments is the next thing. That's where I'm gonna get my fix. I've never gotten the whole appeal of YouTube comments, even to get the likes. It's just like someone watches that video once, maybe twice, unless it's like a really good music video, but in which case your comment doesn't matter because everyone likes it. So it's like, if you're commenting, it's literally just for your self gratification of like, Ooh, or maybe you're just like a real fan, but like, I can't imagine bringing myself to drag myself. I don't even read comments on YouTube videos. Really? Like it was weird. I was watching some of my friends on YouTube the other day and they literally would, um, while they were watching the video, they would scroll down and start reading comments. I don't get it. Just watch the video and then read the comments and formulate your own opinion. I don't care what anyone else said. Joe's grabbing for the microphone. YouTube comments are some of the funniest things you will ever read on the internet. Um, unless it's like a, if it's a fan, the fandoms of some pages, like some channels I follow, everyone's tweeting the same, tweeting, everyone's commenting the same joke, so it gets old after all. But YouTube comments can be incredibly funny. But it's, uh, yeah, I don't know. It all goes back to like people, why are people coming to celebrities with their phones out already? They, everyone wants their little their little moment in the sun. And that's really sad. And that's what these kids are doing on TikTok. That's what these kids are doing with celebrities. And, you know, no more autographs and handshakes. That's basically what we've learned this episode. We're all just going to mindlessly film everyone and, uh, you know, not have these face-to-face conversations like Chase and I are having. And it makes me really sad. You know, we were going to Instagram live this episode and we, we should have done that. But I don't think you guys want to see us with a bunch of pillows around a microphone in a hotel room. It just, it looks like we're living in a slum right now. Shout out Slumdog Millionaire. Um, now we're currently holed up by the window. Joe is nestled between the bed and the wall in an armchair. I'm sitting in an office chair with my feet up on an air conditioner. Looking out the window as it just went from perfectly sunny to I think the apocalypse is upon us. Oh my God. <laughs> God is, this is what God is. God is bringing wrath upon us and judgment for having TikTok. So we're we're supposed to go to this rodeo in a in a hot second, and it's yeah. it's currently the sky is black right now. So, um, but the noise is white, and it's white. We're you're listening to white noise, as you know. Again, we want to thank everyone for listening to this. Um, this episode is going to need some heavy editing, but it's going to be great. Uh, again, listen to us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, all those platforms. Leave a review, please, because we need to hear your feedback because we don't really know where we're going next, but it's going to be awesome, whatever it is. And Chase wants to say something. I'm just kind of hurt that you just ended it like that. You just I gave you the mic so you could comment on the weather, and you just you decided that you were just going to take control and shut this down. You would, This guy acts as if he had 30,000 Instagram followers himself. Until you get thirty thousand, you you don't own you don't have the right to like tell me what to do around you. You're not a real celebrity. We're the same level celebrity right now. We're on the same podcast. 
this will be my last episode. Now, when I get um, when I get thirty thousand followers, do I get like a larger share or equity in the podcast brand? You get a larger share in the clout, and and that's that's all you get. Uh, also, you'll be doing more ads for us. Consider me a sellout. All right, thank you guys for listening to the podcast. Thank you to our sponsors, Anchor.fm. Make sure you go to Anchor.fm/slash White Noise to start your own podcast. Make sure you listen to us on all those platforms that Joe mentioned, and even the ones he didn't. We're everywhere. Also, shout out to our sponsors at Lull. We love you. Thank you for letting me rest easy, sleep well at night, prepare me for to come on this podcast. It's really draining. I'm going to need a nap after this. And, and shout out Silver Singles for holding us all down. Shout out Silver Singles. And most importantly, big shout out to Flint, Michigan and the Hampton in here. You guys came through clutch. I remember sitting in the car on my way down here today, being wondering what was in store for me. And the hotel was worse than I imagined. No, it's fine. It's a fine hotel. Shout out Hampton Inn. If you want to come on and sponsor this podcast, Hampton Inn, let us know. Silver Singles, we'll take you too. It's good to be here.